to the first ever Behind the Mask podcast. This is an all paintball podcast. We're two old guys that have been playing paintball for, I would say, forever. I, uh, yeah, yeah, high school. Yeah, me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I started in high school. Also, actually, my dad was the one that introduced it to me because he was playing it back when they were those those little pump guns that they had. Or with yeah, the, little, yeah, the, the striker or whatever it was called. Yeah, whatever they were called, he yeah. was the one that went out there for the first time back in, I want to say the 80s. And, yeah, oh, uh, the Nell Spot. The Nell Spot 700, I think. Yeah, with the nasty, like, oil-based. The oil-based. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For anybody listening, that that's a deep cut right there. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you don't want that stuff hitting you. You don't want that shell cut. Oh, it's it's all bad. No, but, no, deep cut going back into the vaults too. Oh well, that that too, that too. Actually, um, so just so people don't get confused um, with us, yes, there is another podcast out there, and that's called Behind the Bunker. We're called Behind the Mask, and I'll give you guys a little history of, of Behind the Mask, but really quick. I'm Eugene Lazos, and this is my co-host. Hey, everyone. Dennis uh, Citron. And we've known each other for, it feels like, ever, and uh, played paintball together. But now, for a little history with Behind the Mask, uh, Behind the Mask was actually started with me and a couple other guys, and this was back in 2006. So if anybody uh, catches no. wind, was that? Earlier than that. Earlier than that. No, it was, oh, no, well, it was a year prior to that. It was. It's like it's like 2005 because I still had my. I just barely got my 03 shocker when I met up with George. Okay, so in back in 05, it was called Sunday Media. Two years oh, later. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm <laughs> jumping. Sorry. No, it, it's fine. But it, yeah, two years later, we became behind the mask because everybody, you know couldn't distinguish between Sunday media and behind the mask. So we just said, you know what, we're going to drop it all. We're going to turn ourselves into behind the mask. And we were at that time, just strictly interviewing teams out on the fields, going and filming teams. Uh, We were at a lot of events and it was a lot of fun. So we did that for quite a few years. I want to say up until I actually joined the military. So 2010 was when we finally called it quits. Yeah. Quite a few years that we were doing it. Uh, yeah. our, our stuff is still up on YouTube and on Vimeo. So if you guys want to look, look it up, it's make it to Sunday was the tag for, uh, on Vimeo. And I think it was on, um, YouTube. And I then, believe so. yeah, and then I took, we took a break. It went dead. And here we are years and years later trying to <laughs> resurrect, resurrect this thing because I, just got this wild hair up my butt to want to start playing again. And I hit up Dennis and he said, sure. So here we are. And also, so behind the bunker, they started, I believe it was back in 2011 from what I read. I've listened to some of their podcasts, cool guys, uh, nothing bad to say about them. They're totally sponsored by all the great companies and they're more of the West coast or East coast in Canada. We're over here on the West coast. So we want to try to pop things off over here on the, the West Coast and start bringing a lot of the tournaments that are starting to pop off again, bringing them back to life and introduce more stuff out there to you guys and see what we can do with this thing. I'm on board that hype train. Heck yeah, dude. I'm, dude, I've, 
<sighs> so a little history about me. I started playing like, just like Dennis, we both started playing in high school. Um, I, I was just doing rec for a while. And then it wasn't till 2000 and I think it was like four when I met up with team Keebler at an event and started talking to their team captain, hung out with the whole team, really cool guys. Uh, Cause they said they needed a, uh, someone to fill a spot. I said, sure. I'll jump in with you guys and started playing a little bit of tournament ball with them. Uh, little did I know that the spot that I was filling was for Dennis. <laughs> and <laughs> All of a sudden I got told that, Oh, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know how this practice is going to go. Cause the guy who you're filling in for is actually coming back. I was like, Oh, I, didn't know I was filling in for somebody. I thought I was just filling a spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to hijack your story, Eugene, but I did want to interject on that one. So uh, George never actually notified me that I was off the team. I had just missed a couple of events because, you know, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah. So, <laughs> So sorry, go ahead. Oh no, 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 that's that's fine because that's pretty much this that's my story. I mean, I, I started playing on Keebler. Uh, then me and Dennis took over as this the co-captains for the second Keebler team. We did a couple events and then uh I started getting into the paintball industry a lot deeper and doing a lot more stuff. Actually uh started working at Camp Pendleton Paintball Park and help to kind of revamp their first park and then help a little bit. Well, yeah, it was with, with Sandy, Sandy at first. And yeah. then I was hired by Sean Walker. And if any, oh, of you guys, yeah. if any of you guys out there remember who Sean Walker is, he was head of MPPL. Then MPPL kind of died out and he started doing XPSL, but he also became the owner of the Camp Pendleton Park. So I was in the industry for a while, then uh, enlisted. And then that's when my story changed to I was <laughs> dealing with the military. And here I am. <laughs> so Dennis, what is your story? Um, so not too far off of yours. Um, I first got my feet wet playing paintball with a buddy of mine from high school who um, I didn't find this out until sometime later, but he went on to actually play with... Uh, Cap Factory, which produced uh, the the uh, Glaze Brothers, Rusty and Gator. Um, he also did play very briefly on the early iterations of the Avalanche team. Uh, so he knows a lot of those guys and actually still knows them today. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, I, you know, had a, a little bit of a secret backdoor uh, connection to that, but um, tailed off a little bit as high school went by because at that particular point in time, I had aspirations of being a professional hockey player. <laughs> but, um, you know, fast forward to uh, 2004, as Eugene said, um, I was doing a lot of just walk on uh, speedball and stuff like that with a couple of guys that I had met at my local field. Uh, tombstone paintball for anybody listening who remembers leon styles and tombstone tombstone paintball um but uh the the three of us decided that we wanted to start doing you know like the the cal jam three-man tournaments and stuff like that and i mean we were pretty bad <laughs> we were pretty bad but uh you know the the captain of the keebler paintball team um he you know he wanted to get more people you know there were 
players kind of coming and going. And uh, so I got a phone call from uh, from Brett. Eugene knows who I'm talking about. Uh, another one of our, our teammates from back then. Uh, I was playing with Brett and his son. And um, they called me one day and said, oh, yeah, you know, we met up with this guy from Keebler Paintball. And he, you know, he's looking to, to bring us on board. And, you know, so from there it was just kind of you know the it seemed like the sky was the limit we started uh trying to get a little bit more organized everybody had you know uniforms and stuff like that and then uh, yeah uh first time i met eugene was when uh they were getting ready to play was it mppl orange county the the one at the fairgrounds yeah it was the first i think it was the first and only orange county fairgrounds one that they did yeah yeah, yeah. They, they brought me in for that yeah. So they had, they had swung by my work. Um, I, I ended up working in the veterinary field, which I still do today. They swung by my work to pick up my Jersey. So Eugene could use it. And then, um, as Eugene said, you know, they, Oh yeah, by the way, he's not actually like leaving the team or anything like that. So, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, Eugene and I ended up playing together. I think we finally, like, I, I think I left the team just before you did because I, I met my now ex-wife and, um, you know, priorities, man. You know, like, like I said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. But um, I, uh, and, you know, I stayed in contact with Eugene because, I mean, hell, he's my, my favorite Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's not racist because I really am Mexican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, he and I, he and I ended up staying in close touch mainly just because we had a lot of common interests away from paintball. And, um, you know, here we are again, as Eugene mentioned, he recently got the itch to, to want to start playing again. And, uh, he told me, oh yeah, you know, I've been talking with these guys over at this shop and, and, uh, I I don't want to name drop too much just yet, but talking with these guys over at the, uh, you know, the shop that I've been going to, and they've got some good deals and I was looking at it. I said, you know what, I am my own man and not influenced in any way. And I ended up buying a new marker as well. So (laughs) that's because I also said, yeah, by the way, I just bought a new marker and (laughs) really great. It shoots amazing. And it wasn't that expensive. And and he said the same thing. I am my own man. I'm not influ. Yeah, he bought the same gun, just different colors. Uh, actually, I found out I didn't get the same one. I got the TP. You got the GS. Oh. I got the GSP. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little fancier there. I guess I don't know if there is a difference or not, but I didn't realize what it was I was buying. But that's okay. <laughs> Which can't uh, take it with you. Now, so for those of you out there that may hear us, all two of you. Um, <laughs> we are a little bit behind in our, with our markers, our hoppers, our gear, and we're starting to learn all the new stuff that's out there. So we may have to pause and look something up because we may not know about it or, you know, come back on our next show and talk more about whatever it is that we brought up because we're going to be, we're going to be learning about new stuff too. And we want to bring you guys all the latest stuff that's going on. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he said he doesn't want to name drop, but the shop, and I'm going to say this because, shoot, I'd love to get them to come on board with us. But the shop that <laughs> I was going to is ANS. ANS has been around forever. Yeah, and they're, they're at old in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And out of a lot of the shops that I used to go to, ANS is the only one that's now continued to stand strong. And they have an amazing shop out in Simi, in Simi Valley. Uh, it's the showroom that's in the front. 
And then right in behind that thing is their warehouse. And so it's a huge facility. Even their showroom is freaking huge. I love it. I mean, the wall of guns. Oh, seeing all those shiny guns up on that wall. I'm like, I want that one. I'm down now. Take, take, take a cold shower, Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I walked in there and I was like a kid. I was like as giddy as a little schoolgirl. Whew. It was, it was great. But yeah, it's a great shop and I've now bought my markers from it. I bought, I've actually bought so much gear. They have so much of my money. It's not even funny. I was just on the website before, uh, before we got started tonight. Um, I've got some knee pads and some pants in the cart right now that I'm debating pulling the trigger on. So, <laughs> Oh dude, I'm telling you the when I went in there and I went to go get some new pants, cause I tried putting on my old empire pants. Mm. Yeah. Those things, um, they don't even fit. Not going to happen. Oh no. <laughs> I got them like halfway up and it was like, yeah, these things are not going to go any further than this. <laughs> I, w- I was just going to say, was that, was that a whole nother body ago? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But I went into that shop and I was like, okay, I'm going to get some new pants and I walk in there and lo and behold, what do I see? I see HK army everywhere. Everywhere. So I'm not going to say I, I don't like them, but at first, when they first came out, uh, they were pretty obnoxious at, at events. And for those yeah, of you guys, back in the day, yeah, back in the day, HK were, yeah, they, yeah. they had a bit of a, a cocky reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, this gets back to any of the guys at HK. It's not to say that I don't think your stuff is amazing because now I'm fully from head to toe HK'd out. <laughs> so no, and I love their stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, they, they have branded really, really well and they've partnered with uh, manufacturers who they're putting out a really good quality products. So yeah, their, their stuff is, it, it's quality stuff. I'm not going to, I can't deny it in any way when they first started out, it was, we would see them roll up to an event and we would have our booth and we'd see them and we're just like, these guys are, uh. Well, at that time it was, HK was more of a, it was a mindset, it was an attitude. It, it wasn't the brand that it is today. So again, you know, by, by no means are we, uh, you know, casting any kind of, you know, aspersions on them as a brand or anything like that. But they did attract a very kind of a, a cocky attitude. And unfortunately, like, you know, that what used to be known as the ag baller, um, that was kind of the style that uh, followed HK around. And, and I mean, as players, these guys were some of the ballsiest, some of the, the most, uh, you know, electric players. They, they had guys under their, banner at that time that were um they were some of the best so it's not like they didn't have the skills to back up the attitude but as being a little bit older even then you know we were in our mid to late 20s and these guys were still in their teens and we were like i dig these kids you know (laughs) yep and here we are still older and now we're dropping our money on them (laughs) right I'm telling you, dude, when I went in there and I was like, you know, what kind of pants? And I picked up a pair of their, their, uh, I think it was the hostile, their hostile pants. That thing was, it may have been an extra large that I got, but it was a, a design for an extra large that has no butt. 
<laughs> None whatsoever. It's well, like you got to be a two by four to fit in that. Thing. I mean, in 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 all fairness, um, most paintball players, at least on the tournament side, tend to live off of you know energy drinks and you know carbs and sugar. So any any body fat generally gets burned off. So no but makes sense. This is true. But I took him back. And I was talking to uh, John, who's over there at Paintball or at ANS Paintball, and I was like, "Dude, this these things fit weird. I can't. They may be my size, but they don't fit. Like I bend over, yeah. and the whole my whole cheeks are like flying out of that thing." And he's all like, "Well, <laughs> maybe you want to try like you know these things, the joggers." I'm like, "Joggers? Who's wearing joggers out in the field?" And he's all like, "Well, because <laughs> he's an older Apparently, he's an older everybody. guy too." And he's all, uh, everybody's wearing them. I'm like, yeah, really? So I took in a pair of their um, free, the free line. Is it the I, free line or the V2? Well, no, I took in a, a pair of their free line because that's what I was also looking at. Oh, okay. I took in a pair of the joggers and I put the free lines on and I was all like, man, these things feel bulky and the weighted, you know, because it's got all the same pads that most of our pants from back in the day have, but threw on the joggers i was like holy crap i could actually move i can breathe i could bend i could do everything in these things so i bought now which 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 now which uh line did you end up getting i'm looking at ans right now i'm looking at the the hk pants so there's like the the hustle the hustle retro they've got the free line the v2 and i think they have joggers in each style it was uh well, it was just they. I just saw joggers. I didn't see anything else, but they were re- they're really nice. They got the, yeah. the the skulls on the side going down, and okay, okay, yeah. They they've got reinforced knees, so you know. You the, I think that is that the TRK. Yeah, it's the yeah, TRK. It's the TRKs. Those are exactly what I got. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're really nice, and then. Asking the same guy, you know, so what do these guys do? Because there's no padding in these things. And he says they throw on the slide shorts, which now a lot of these slide shorts have a lot more pads on it. Throw on the knee pads. and They're good to go. I was like, wow. But the mobility of those things, oh, it's so much better than what it used to be. Yeah. So they may look funky to like us older guys and to the younger guys. They're like, dude, these things are great. They are amazing. I would definitely, for anybody out there, recommend going for those. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm still a little old school when it came to that stuff. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the full-on jogger style, but um, my own aesthetic outside of you know any kind of uh, paintball gear and stuff like that, I always tended to kind of gravitate towards what, what are now popularized as like, you know, tapered fit, skinny jeans, that type of thing. But um, for paintball, I always preferred the more baggy style. And so I'm looking at these going, well, maybe if I get the ones that are a little bit more, uh, you know, traditional in their build, but they have the the ankles that you can cinch up, maybe that'll, you know, so I don't know. It's a debate, but I've got plenty of time to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're not in a hurry. I, I was just... I, I had the cash and I was like, I, I, I want to do this. So I got to go ahead to do it. And I did it. Yeah. That's that steamy check was, uh, was feeling good in the pocket. 
Uh, you know, surprisingly, it wasn't even that. It was not that. I got. Oh, uh, that's right. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. A little bit of a bonus from from my work, so that took yeah. care of it. So it was nice. But yeah, so much has changed, and like a lot of the old players that I knew from dealing with uh, behind the mask and dealing with Sunday clothing, uh-huh. you know, some of them are still playing. And some of them have called it quits or just play rec, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these guys, I see them. I mean, they're still very active on their social media, but you know, like Todd Martinez is pretty much, you know, converted himself to the business side of it. You know, he's got, I think he's got stake in a uh, partial ownership or full ownership in a field. He, I know he's got a couple of different clothing lines. I think he's doing some uh, media as well. Um, I know Maddie Marshall hung it up a while ago and is basically just on the media side, but um, it's weird because um, these guys have, have long established themselves as part of the, the culture and um you always kind of stop and wonder like, I wonder what these guys are doing now. Uh, And they're still going strong. They may not actually be playing. They may not actually be balling on the, on the, uh, the actual tournament side of things, but uh, they're still going strong. So it's cool. It makes me not feel quite as old. (laughs) I still, I I just played last weekend and by, (laughs) by like two o'clock, I was like, Whew, um, I'm, I was winded and my legs were jiggling because it was, you know, from kind of doing the old crotching, you know, and walking and moving. Doing the slab squat. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what's funny is that I was on um, – I went out to Instagram and I was – I forgot what I looked up. What got me really going on all this was – I, I forgot what I was looking up, but I saw uh, some. It was I was looking something up for paintball because I was just bored, and Infamous came up as one of the, oh, the, yeah. the feeds, and I was all like, "Oh man, I remember Infamous!" Shoot! So I clicked on Infamous, and I was looking at their pictures, and I scroll through, and I see somebody that I had gotten to know back in the past, and it's been a long time since I talked to the guy, but not. Well, I'm going to name drop. I don't care. But Thomas Taylor. Thomas the Troll Taylor is now on Infamous, and he's probably been out for a while. uh, Because back in the day when I knew him and did stuff with him, it was excessive that he was on. Excessive, yeah. Which I was obsessed with, excessive. You know, freaking Oh, yeah. I mean, you got, you had Maddie, you had Thomas, you had. um, Rich Telford. Yeah, Rich. Um, um cuba yeah cuba was on there um i had just it had a a wealth of talent and experience on that team it was great you know yeah yeah at, at one time excessive was almost like basically an all-star lineup yeah it was i mean it was the one yeah. that could rival uh dynasty dynasty and iron man yep yeah absolutely so I and for a long time they were basically trading trading places and on the tops at almost all the tournaments. Yeah, they were. It was it was always great to go to the tournaments and watch them play. Oh God, yeah. Oh, I used to, oh, I love. I miss it so much. I miss, I miss the MPPL events. 
you know you know I, what i i have to agree with you i mean in the time that we were with uh with keebler we did um we did xpsl we did psp we did mppl you know obviously we did some of the smaller uh you know more local events and things like that and we hosted a, a couple of events ourselves that mm -hmm. oddly enough i came across somebody i still follow uh gary Baum. oh yeah on I, Instagram. I just started following him again too yeah, I've been following him for a while, and somebody had made a mention in the comments on one of his photos about um, the prizes that they won at one of our Keebler events. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and so I, I replied back, and I'm like, oh, hey, former Keebler player, you know, we, sorry about that, man. We did the best we could, and he was like, hey, no hate, man. <laughs> but um, – yeah, it was uh, it was it was definitely an interesting time, but um, you know, getting to know a lot of those guys, um, you you again, you kind of you get that nostalgia that it, it's uh, I miss it. Oh yeah, I I definitely miss it. I uh, I want to, you know, I can't say that I want to <laughs> start a team. Not saying yeah, that I'm going to start a team. I'm not saying I'm starting a team. Just the, <laughs> I want yeah, to. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. disclaimer yeah. We are not starting a team. But um, <laughs> but I do but miss it. Would be cool. Oh, yeah. It would be cool. It, even if it's just to play a few regional little tournaments, I, I would have a lot of fun with that. I don't need yeah. to into a huge, huge thing. But we do want to promote. So if there's anybody listening – which I know this first one's probably just going to go into the abyss of other podcasts. <laughs> but if anybody's listening and you want to promote your event, um, by all means, get in contact with us. We'll all have a few things posted up on our little tags where you can get a hold of us. Cause as of right now, we don't have anything set up, but we just wanted to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But we will promote your event, especially if you're over here on the, the West coast, uh, anywhere up and down the West Coast, even like more of the Central West, we'll promote you guys because we want to handle the West Side. And like I said, the the other podcasts, uh, sounds like they got the East Coast locked down and up into Canada. So yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if I can, if they are, if they hear about us and want to get, you know, try to team up so we can swap things back and forth, more than more than happy to do that because, you know, oh, we just want to see this sport grow. And I didn't know, which you told me that you knew, but this sport, or at least this, uh, the fields, they closed down for a little bit because of all the nonsense that's going on. Yeah. And then they reopened up a couple months after. So there yeah, was it's, um, it, it's not business as usual, but they've, they've been able to thrive um, for the very fact that it's outdoors it's you know for the most part a lot of these a lot of the fields are located in areas where it's a little bit warmer um and as i'm sure everybody's heard you know heat kills the virus and so on and so forth um but you know it's, you're not in close proximity with people and so what better way to social distance than to shoot at somebody to keep them away from you <laughs> and plus we're all wearing masks so what does it matter that too that too um but uh, but yeah and, and in fact it um the, the tournament side of things, you know, obviously took a big hit in probably right around 2008 when, you know, we had that big 
dive in the economy and, and whatnot like that. But um, the the rec ball and the the woods ball scenario uh, paintball all saw you know a, a big boom because again, what better way to to get out even just on a weekend with your buddies and go crawl through the the bushes and and shoot at each other and it, it became uh, you know not only more accessible but I think it became much more popular. Um, so a lot of the companies started, you know, kind of diverting their branding towards that side of things. And, and, you know, for anybody out there who played paintball, regardless of whether you were an avid woods baller or, you know, just a weekend walk on on the uh, the speedball fields and things like that, um, you know, woods ball and rec ball kept this uh kept this industry alive uh, and so you know you can you can make fun of the the milsim guys and the ones with the ghillie suit and all that but you know what you have them to thank for uh keeping the sport going so you know uh even if you don't play it in that fashion even if you're not interested in playing it in that fashion and you think it's it's goofy or whatever um you should at least give a little bit of a, a, a tip of the hat to those guys because they kept it going and more to the point as i said a lot of the companies started changing up their their branding towards that to, to cater to those people who enjoyed you know playing the playing the more the milsim style or or you know these big game events uh, like they used to have at uh, SC Village and and some of the fields throughout the Midwest that, um, you know, uh, I think it was Battle of Normandy. They had one, you know, stationed after, um, I should say, styled after Battle of Normandy. They had another one that was like D-Day, uh, things like that. And so, um, you know, it was, it, it was nice to see that, uh, you know, we, they were able to, that the whole sport and the industry was able to come out the other side, you know, very little less worn, I guess, you know, less wear and tear. Yeah. It was nice though. So yeah. Thank you guys for, for keeping the, the, the game going. And then now things have lightened up a little bit. We're starting to see economic growth and uh man I, I can't even tell you marker technology has gone off in so many different directions there are are markers on the that are out there like the uh, the eclipse emac which blows me away that thing shoots like it's a electronic marker and it's fully mechanical so and eugene's had a chance to actually fire that one i haven't i haven't tried it yet but uh, oh, he was dude. telling me that's ropes it, it even without the upgrades i'm still i'm throwing freaking lasers you know not as fast but i'm still shooting and i think yeah. i'm going to probably do the upgrades um maybe next month after i go and uh waste all my money in in vegas so you actually you actually purchased the emac then yeah yeah i actually did. Oh, I, I, I didn't know you actually bought one i you i, I thought you just excuse me i thought you just tried it out Oh no no! I, I actually bought one and and I was using it out in the field because the last last weekend when I went paintball and I didn't want to I didn't want to wreck you know the kids that were coming out so I was like you know what as much <laughs> as I want to shoot this GS and have fun with it I was like you, you know take, what I'm taking it easy on these kids huh? yeah I, I, and you know the funny thing is that one of the guys that came with us it was like this whole issue that was going on that he didn't end up getting a, a package 
but he paid for it. And it was just, we were just like, you know what, let's just, we'll figure it out later. But I got this extra gun. So I let him use my EMAC taking out my GS anyways. And I got to feel that thing. And I love that little thing is freaking amazing. If you guys, yeah, I can't wait for my little ride. Yeah. If you guys want to pick up uh, inexpensive, but good electronic, definitely look into the mini, the mini GS by empire. And I think you'll be very happy with what you purchase. And if you guys want to pick it up, they got a pretty good package going on at ANS of all places. And yeah. Uh, yeah. they've got all kinds of colors. They've got, you know, choices. The packages are great. You can, you can get one with a mask or you can get one with just the hopper the gun and just and the, the motor and the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very nice price point on their packages. And and the masks that they're offering are not cheap. Um, one of them is the new, I think it's the EXS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're offering a package with your choice of the color of the of mask. And uh, you can either get a 4545 or a 6845. And I got the 4545. Yeah, and they'll throw in, they'll throw in either an Empire, uh, an Empire 2 or a die rotor so i mean nice little package basically gets you set up you know right out the door yeah at a good price too dude i'm just oh i'm I'm telling you guys i'm loving them i'm loving them so i hope these guys hear us because it's like i'm gonna share as much love on them as possible (laughs) yeah they they already got all my money so you know um, they're gonna keep getting more money right but yeah dude it's it's crazy just the where the guns have gone come from to where they are now is insane yeah that's what that's what i was saying earlier is like i mean market technology has has advanced so much and it's gone in so many different directions yeah yep yeah because the internal of that freaking uh emec is the same with the geo i don't know if you know that so your internal Uh, no i've never actually seen the guts of it yeah you you open that thing up it's the same freaking internals as as a geo minus the electronic so it's all mechanical gotcha so you know you know everybody knows planet eclipse and you all know how good those guns are so yeah emac i was a user for many years yeah if you want to upgrade from your little spiders or your titmans or whatever you guys are doing i would say go for emec before you decide to go into like an electronic because if you're just going to do rec they have quite a few like little upgrades for those guns too that make them look all tactical all that stuff if you guys oh yeah yeah you can buy you can buy uh, rails for them they've already got some that with the bodies that are set up to accept uh you know like scopes attack lights foregrips things like that that um i mean you can deck these things out to look pretty nasty I wouldn't, but yeah, if you guys want to go for it, (laughs) not recommended, but you could. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. To the heart. I am a, I'm a tournament player to the core. Yeah. Same, same, but But, I I still do. I'll do rec ball, paintballs, paintball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that was something that I was touching on earlier um, was that, you know, regardless of how, you know, we as tournament players or speedball players in general feel about the rec side and about woods ball. I mean, we owe a lot to those guys for keeping the, keeping the sport going, uh, you know, when the, when times were a little bit tougher for everybody um, because it made it accessible for the guys who still wanted to go out and, you know, 
two people <laughs> and uh you know um but yeah I, I i don't think i could ever go back to you know crawling through the dirt unless it happened to be behind a corrugated metal tube <laughs> yeah feels like the old hyperball fields and i could say yeah sure i'll do it let's go oh, for it. the hyperball fields at both <laughs> both fc and tombstone the hyperball fields were some of my favorites <laughs> Some of my favorites. I, I remember one. Uh, this was just after, just after we started the second Keeler team. So it was, you know, when you and I were were handling that side of things, um, we were, we had finally organized a day at SC Village, and there happened to be some guys from Aftermath and the Bushwalkers were out there, and man, that was that hyperball field with those guys out there, it just completely changed everything. I mean, talk about, um, you talk about, you know, having one or two good players on your squad. It, it really does make a big difference. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. <laughs> you know, seeing some of these guys literally run the tape and just pop four or five four or five guys as they're making their run and nobody touches them I'm like you gotta be kidding me man yeah i tried doing that uh last weekend yeah it didn't work as well i got <laughs> like one yeah thankfully i was never one to to be a showboater um i think the last huntington beach we played i because i i normally played uh back corner I was, I was either left or right back corner. And then as need be, I, you know, slotted in midfield, but uh, last Huntington beach we played, I ended up being one of the last on the field on our side. And I was trying to trade with a guy who was in my mirror. So I was in back, right snake side, that field, the snake was on the right side. I was back, right. And trying to move my way up. And sure enough, I just said, screw it. So I run tape looking for this guy. Well, I didn't realize he had, he had shifted over to um, his right. So he was at mid, almost mid center. So as I'm running tape, we trade and not realizing that um, I, I figured match was over because it was he and I, um, he, he got a bounce. <laughs> so he ends up pulling our flag. <sighs> yeah. I cried. <laughs> I cried. And the worst part about it is these guys were, they were below us in the standings. And um, yeah. Yeah. I remember that, that. Uh, that was <laughs> after that, we went and uh, celebrated our defeat at uh, what's that restaurant at the end of the pier? Uh, Ruby's Ruby's. There we go. Yeah. yeah we went to, we took over Ruby's diner. Yeah, and I I snapped a, I snapped my freaking loader on like yep. that same game actually I snapped I snapped off. I was, yeah, uh, that was. Uh, but but uh, there's proof to those of you guys that are out there listening to us. We are actual players. Yeah, yeah. We, we know what we're talking about. We've we've been out on the field. We've played. We know all the positions. We know. Yeah. We'll, yeah. So, but. But touching, going back to my point and in, in going off on a tangent and telling that story was that, um, you know, Eugene likes to get that little peanut up under his arm and, and uh, I just can't do it. So I, I, I like the nice 68-45. That's my jam. I like staying nice and tight. 
Well, that's more your style, though. You play midfield. You tend to, or at least did play I midfield. Did. You tended to, you tended to rotate snake side because you were. I don't know. There was something about like, you had the knack for being able to crawl on your hands and knees and not put your butt up in the air like most people do. So, yeah, I wasn't going to. St- I I learned very quickly what happens when you stick your butt up. <laughs> yeah, there were numerous times I saw Eugene get keistered. That's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, but when you had me and Dennis in those back corners, we crossed it up and there was no getting past us. Yeah, we leaned pretty well. We did. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one to, to brag. I'm not one to showboat, but um, I mean, we did. We leaned really well. That was something that you and I, we had a really good communication yeah. um, that I don't think, I don't think we really had a chance to to capitalize on because unfortunately the way the teams broke down um in, in terms of who played on what squad yeah um you know that 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 was a little there, there were some politics there but um you know honestly i think that we probably could have done a lot better had we had the the uh, lineups dispersed more evenly between the two squads, I think we would have done a lot better. But yeah, you and I would lane really well and we could lock down really, really well. Yeah, and that we, was part of the reason why I enjoyed, uh, you know, being on his back corner because Eugene would, he, he could advance enough and, you know, kind of clear out mid so that I could move up and uh, yeah, it worked really well. Yeah, that was the one thing that I could definitely say is that we did, we were, hmm. we could communicate without even saying anything. You just, we could watch each other and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It really was. Uh, good times. Good times. So what we are going to say, what I want to say is, let's see, what, what's our time at? Where are we at? We're coming up on all right, eight minutes. Not bad. We're, we're actually in there for an hour. Coming up on an hour. Oh, wow. Has it been an hour already? <laughs> yeah. It definitely mm. has. I know it doesn't feel like it, but when you start, when you're into something that you love to talk about, it just flows. You know, it's really oh, not- No, the time, the time definitely flies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and now I'm like, you know, reminiscing again. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back in. I've got, uh, I've got a ton of the pictures from back then on my Facebook Oh, that I'm gonna have to go back through and look at. I've got, um, in fact, that story that I told earlier about when I was, you know, at our last Huntington Beach. That was my that was my profile pic for a while. It's of me, you know, uh, tucked in tight on one side of the bunker with the remember the classic grip in the front of the gun. Oh yeah, you know, wrapping your hand around the front of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got my sandana on. Oh my god, dude! I, I found one of yours. One of those sandals. I, I was going to ask you what all what all was still left in there. Eugene has been has been a, an amazing friend and has been taking care of my gear for me. So yeah, yeah, I, I cleaned out his bag and we took his old e tech in to go get that thing fixed at ANS Paintball. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what they do with it though. That's going to be so amazing. I loved that gun. I loved it so much. It, it's a good gun. It's just loud. <laughs> Compar- oh, well, I mean, in comparison to the markers nowadays, that yeah. probably sounds like a cannon. Oh, dude, it it sounds like a freaking spider. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this thing's loud. But it, it'll yeah. it'll definitely come back really good. Those guys, those guys have a good reputation. So, 
I, I yeah, yeah. Been bragging about them. So it's just, it's just crazy to see where all those stores have gone. Um, my local store, which was a uh, AA Paintball for the longest time, went from yeah. a big old like storage, like almost warehouse type. Almost a warehouse, yeah. They they had a pretty good location there initially. Yeah, and then now they're down to just something that's like, I think it's like ten by twenty. I'm like, man, this yeah, is- really small. Um, I know, I know, Gateway has done really well for themselves. They still got two locations that, um, you know, even throughout, uh, even throughout the pandemic and everything, they've been able to to really keep things going, and that's that's awesome. Um, you know, we know Glenn, Glenn Takeda over there at Gateway, or we've had some dealings with him. So I, yeah. I, you know, he may not remember us, but um, he was a really good guy and, and he did, he did work for us in the past. So, you know, nobody, congratulations. Well, nobody remembers me <laughs> or even some of the stuff we talk about. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, um, trying to remember who did it. I don't remember if it was, it might've been Brock but it might've been Blythe, but they, um, Brock, Blythe and Brian Moffey, um, are all very active on, they have a, a Keebler paintball, uh, Facebook page. Still? Or not a page. No, it's not a page. It's a group. It's a, it's like a, it's a group, but, um, really? yeah, the, all three of them, then the, these guys are, are, yeah, you know, three of the guys that that played with us throughout the the time that we were with Keebler, um, and they're still on there. Blythe still plays to this day. He's you know it stayed very active. Um, Brock is getting back into it, and he's turned into a gun whore. He's he's got like four or five markers now. Um, Brian keeps talking about wanting to play, but he kind of went the same direction that uh, that I did. He got married. He's got two kids, and and you know I mean he's got a great family, but. I know he wants to get back out there. So, yeah, I'm kind of becoming a gun horse, so I got to slow it down. <laughs> so bad, but I, you know, it's funny. I think about it, and back it, back when we were still heavily active, I I always thought about like, man, it'd be great if I had that marker. It'd be great if I had that marker. But then when at the end of the day, I had my O5 Ego, the st- the standard O5 Ego that I absolutely loved. And then I had that E-Tech that was my main marker. I didn't really want for anything else. I mean, I thought about it like, oh, man, the newest Ego model would be great. But do I really need it? No, nah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was looking through and I was like, man, I need to, you know, I need to get something new. Because um, I, yeah. I actually, I didn't have a single marker. Like I what used the markers that they were all in that one bag that got stolen. Oh, geez. I didn't realize they were all in there. They okay. were all in one bag and it, the whole bag got stolen. So it's now it's like I went from four to none. And none. Yeah. So I was due for a marker. I, I yeah. Really the last time I played, I actually used your E-Tech. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I used your E-Tech. Yeah. Um, even then, I had kind of tuned it up and it was shooting great. And then – yeah. Just recently, I brought it out just to see how it shot at the field, and that's when I saw that it was like firing. It was dropping double balls, you know, mm. breaks. So I was like, "Yeah, this thing's got to go get tuned up." So that's yeah, but yeah, no, my 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 problem was never uh, you know g- collecting guns, but I had you know I wanted 
all the jerseys. I wanted all the pants. And so I had, I had a pair of, uh, for, for those of you, you know, who are old school enough to remember, I had a pair of the original smart parts. Um, I had a pair of their pants that were basically Dickies with like gray canvas knees, but those were amazing. And then I had a pair of the original JTs, not the ones like they have now with the big logos on the thighs, but uh, the original ones that they were kind of a, a heavy duty, uh, a real heavy duty nylon cargo style. I had a pair of those. And then I had a pair of the camo excessives, which were my favorites. And then I had the two sets of the Empire gear that we got through Keebler. And uh, yeah, so my, my thing was, I wanted gear. I wanted pants. I wanted gloves. I wanted jerseys. And so I had three or four pairs of gloves. I had a bunch of, you know, oh, man, I had two different pairs of cleats. I had the JT cleats and then I had the dye cleats. I was a, I was a little bit of a brand whore, I think. Oh, dude, I had, uh, I still actually have a pair of those excessive pants. They're not mine though, right? No, no, no. I had a pair. <laughs> no, I got actually when I was working for, I don't know if, if anybody knows about him, but Tony Perez, when I was working at um, Prime, Prime Line Paintball. Wait, Tony Perez? Prime you, Paintball. Uh, WGP Tony Perez? Um, young guy. I don't know. Um, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Sonny from WGP. Sorry. Oh, no, not so. No, it was Tony. Tony Perez. Um, he did a lot of great stuff when I was working with him. He was doing a lot of, um, what do you call it, uh, clinics down in mm. South America. Oh, okay. And he had Prime Paintball, and it was, you know, it was just like gray box. It said Prime on it, but he also sold a lot of paintball gear. So I got a pair of excessive pants from him. Nice. And I had, I had like a pair of dye pants. Oh, I had dyes as well. Yeah. Yeah. I had two pairs of the empire one that was yellow because of Keebler and then a red pair. And I had several jerseys. I actually still have quite a few jerseys. I was shocked how many I had and yeah, gloves, elbow pads, all that stuff. I was constantly yeah. buying new stuff, and it's like, I don't know why. I have a pair. <laughs> but we are at our at our hit time, and we've been reminiscing this whole time, but that's what we were kind of going to do for this yeah. first one. We were just kind of rambling because we want to just get it out there and let you guys know who we are, what yep. we've kind of gone through, and uh, we are going to definitely – try to bring as much information about new gear as possible, whatever we can find, whatever comes up and whatever tournaments are coming up, uh, whatever fields are out there, we'll, we'll definitely want to promote. So if you got a field, you got an event, definitely hit us up. Uh, we yeah. are more than happy to just give you, give out the information. Uh, no Absolutely. charge, nothing. I mean, you know, right now we just want to get the, the word out there. The one that I did want to kind of, put a shout out for because <laughs> I had hit him up on Instagram, which was again, Thomas Taylor. And he was the one I was like, dude, I, I don't know if you remember me, but it would give him a whole backstory of who I was. Yeah. Was like, hey brother. And I was like, cool. You kind of remember me, I guess. And I was like, dude, I want to get out there so bad. And he was the one that kind of nudged me. He's all like, yeah, get out there, dude, get some new gear. I'm like, Oh yeah. Cool. 
So I want to promote his where he's up, up in his area. Uh, I think it's his field. I, I got to double check. I don't want to say that for sure, but it's Impact Action Sports, which is up in Oregon. So if you guys are from the Oregon area, definitely go up there, check it out. They've got a lot of cool stuff that goes on there. Uh, they all they also have like a shop, so they have a lot of good gear. Uh, check out their Instagram, which is Impact Action over there on Instagram. Also, you know, follow Thomas Taylor and check out all the stuff because he's always got uh, he puts up the live events and talks about a lot of the new gear that's coming out that they've got in their shop and they're selling and everything. So definitely hit them up, uh, check them out, get up to their field. Also for us down in SoCal, we've got, of course, still SC village is still going strong. Yep. Island. Yep. Jungle. Um, yes. I was just there. That's where I was at. That's where I went to go play. Yeah. What? And ASG is still open, right? Yeah. ASG is still open. I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. Because they were just starting out when I was starting to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember they, they kept asking us to come out there because uh, the field that we were practicing at when we were with Keebler was out in the middle of nowhere in San Jacinto. Yeah. I wish we would have kind of capitalized on that and jumped on that field when it was starting out, it would have been, it was pretty cheap. And plus they were willing to give us a deal. So, but I would definitely go check them out also uh, with ANS kind of promotes two fields that are out in the like they're off the five freeway I, I, over they're close to castaic I, I don't know what that area is called but uh, castaic. <laughs> it's castaic they're not really in castaic i think one is and i forgot where the other one but they've got warped paintball and ambush those are oh two. that's right warped is out there i forgot yeah those two fields are yeah. still they're still going strong too yeah so that's uh, like like Castaic, Saugus, kind of in out in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're driving on the five freeway, going north, even well, going north, you'll definitely see them. You'll see. Yeah, them driving. Yeah, it's like like five freeway north, uh, like just past uh, Magic Mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and you'll see it right there. It's on the side of yep. the hill. Yep. And the other one is kind of on the other side, a little bit further up, but down below, you can't really see that one. But that's where they're at. So definitely, you know, get out there, uh, play, just play, regardless of who you are, what you are, get out there and play. Yeah. Skill level aside, um, it's an absolute blast. Uh, You'd be surprised how much at the end of the day you're tired, but it's a good tired and you've got these stories to trade with your buddies. If you happen to go in a group, um, it, it I can't say enough about how much uh, how much fun it is for one, but as corny as it sounds, you know, like the the kind of the the camaraderie of it and the team building aspects of the sport are uh, second to none. Yeah. So yeah, as as Eugene said, get out there, play. Even if you're out there with nothing but rental gear, give it a shot. Uh, you you will be pleasantly surprised. And also now they have the new, uh, well, I, I don't know. I can't say it's new. It's new me, new to me, but the, the paintball guns that are for the kids. So you can get kids oh, yeah. We're, younger out there. Yeah. I want to talk about that on the next episode. Yep. Uh, I, I, we need to, we need to touch on that one because that one, 
is uh, that that looks like it could be something something cool. Yeah, we'll definitely get more information about that, but it's definitely something that's a lot of fun and it gets yeah. kids into the sport that normally wouldn't be able to play it until they're at least 10 years old. Yeah, I think I think 10 is the the young cutoff. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it is. It's still 10. It's still 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess let's we'll call it a night for that for this one. Say that this one is now in the can, and nice. we'll uh, definitely get this up as soon as possible. We'll have it up on YouTube for sure as just audio. You don't want to see our old faces just yet. Not yet. No, nah, nah, not till I, we got to do our makeup. Then we'll look all yeah, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll actually get it up. Uh, I do have a streaming service because I do have another um, podcast that I do. It's called Geek Saga, and it's all comic book stuff and everything. But huh. we have that up on like Spotify and Loki Podcasts. Yeah, but that's where we're also going to get this thing going is we're going to try to throw that onto uh, Anchor, which is a streaming service that, we, that we're going to use. And that'll get it up on more platform so you guys could hear about it and spread the word and you know we'll start getting we're going to bring back btm because that's what our jerseys had on it. it said btm which is behind the mask and i really want to get back to at least talking to teams big and small i don't care back then our whole thing was we don't care who you are we want to just get you out there and yeah. we wanted to grow the sport so that was the fun thing about it was I talked to teams that were as big as impact and, you know, we had impact as one of our teams that we kind of sponsored and follow around. And we had all the pro players that we would talk to whenever we went to the events, but we also stopped and took the time to talk to the little guys, the first time teams, the teams that have been in for a while, the, you know, the guys that didn't get the promotion, the, that didn't get the pictures, we were the t- the people that went out there and did it for you guys and wanted yeah. to give you guys a, a bigger experience at these events because we know how it is. We're small too. We never got huge, but we wanted to make you guys feel like you guys were freaking rock stars. And that's what we're going to do with this. So we definitely want to get the word out there and, you know, we'd love to get teams on here to talk about their experiences too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, I would say this is it. And uh, probably right now we'll probably have music start playing because I'm going to do some really cool music. (laughs) (laughs) But I, again, am Eugene and my co-host. Dennis. And this is Behind the Mask. (laughs) 